This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to 2024. With the 2024 election on the horizon, the wars in Gaza and Ukraine, and numerous other foreign policy and domestic news stories, it's never been more important to stay informed. The DSR Network has you covered, with experts across all of these stories, to bring you the analysis and commentary of the stories that matter. Later this month, the DSR Network will introduce the TNR Daily, featuring Greg Sargent, formerly of the Washington Post, and a close friend of the show. Don't miss a moment of our coverage. Become a member of the DSR Network today. Members receive exclusive bonus content, the opportunity to attend DSR live events, a members-only Slack community, an ad-free listening experience, and more. For the month of January, receive 50% off your first year of membership. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DSR2024 at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code DSR2024. Thank you for your support. Hello and welcome to today's DSR Daily. I am one of your co-hosts for today, joined as always by Chris Cottenoir. Chris, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Well, it seems like a lot happened over the weekend, to say the least. So Chris, why don't you start us with our first story? Um, So the killing of three U.S. troops uh, and the wounding of dozens more by Iran-backed militants has escalated tensions. Um, putting President Biden under significant political pressure to retaliate directly against Iran. Um, he's been cautious about the move, um, and this is the first attack since the Israel-Hamas war that U.S. casualties have been suffered in the region. Uh, Republicans have been calling for decisive military retaliation against Iran, um, so you know, again, this seems like a situation that is escalating quickly, um, and we'll be keeping an eye on it on the in the coming days. Uh, Riley, so U.S. and Chinese officials are set to meet uh, in an effort to curb fentanyl production. Uh, this was one of the big results of the Xi Jinping and Joe Biden meeting that happened a couple months ago, and it seems like they are about to make some big progress. They're meeting tomorrow. Um, the big thing uh, that I didn't hadn't realized is that fentanyl itself is not being produced and distributed from China. It's what they're called precursor chemicals, which are chemicals that are used to produce fentanyl. So those are still being shipped out. Uh, fentanyl itself was banned in 2019. So this effort is going to focus on curbing those precursor chemical productions and ensuring that those are not able to make their way into the U.S. And when they curbed fentanyl, it was what. Well, incredibly successful. So there's hope that this will have similar levels of success and severely kind of hamper the ability of fentanyl to be produced and distributed in the U.S., which would be a huge victory for Joe Biden. And it's a great sign of warming relations between China and the U.S. 
So a good story all around, Chris. If you can believe it, uh, tensions are escalating in Israel as allegations by Israel against a dozen United Nations Relief and Works Agency employees uh, accused them of aiding Hamas in the attacks against Israel, um, including the assault on October 7th. The accusations were shared with the United States, um, and it led to the dismissal of several uh, UN employees um, and prompted eight countries, including the United States, to suspend aid to the agency amidst the ongoing Israel-Hamas conflict. Yet another development um, that we'll be keeping an eye on in the in the coming days. Um, you know, if this is true, it's incredibly disturbing that uh, the UN agency had a role in uh, the Hamas attacks. But I'm sure we'll um, we'll see more news on this uh, as uh, as the week rolls on. Riley. So Niger, Mali, and Burkina Faso have announced that they will be leaving. Uh, the Economic Community of West African States, or ECOWAS, um, and they have accused the regional bloc of becoming a threat to its members and being influenced by foreign powers. Uh, and it's important to note that the reason for their uh, dissatisfaction with ECOWAS is that all three of these countries are under military juntas, and all three were suspended by ECOWAS. Um, so there's been tensions between them and the organization for a while now. Um, and this is kind of, I guess, the final straw where all three agreed to finally withdraw. Um, the big dispute, they say, according to these three countries, is that ECOWAS is not helping them in counter-terror operations. So they have formed their own independent alliance of Sahel states uh, to combat violent armed groups. And this problem was really, uh, really exploded after France... Uh, was kind of kicked out of these countries and their counterterrorism operations ceased. And I know in the case of at least Mali, they invited in the Wagner Group to run security now, which I cannot imagine went particularly well. So this is something to watch. Um, ECOWAS is saying the withdrawal process will take up to a year. So this is not something that's going to be resolved overnight. Um, But it does not bode well for regional stability. And I'm really curious to see what happens next and if they'll come to some kind of agreement. Chris, what do you have for your final story? Uh, My final story, which, by the way, I have a bonus story, so come back to me later. But um, as much as I know uh, our listeners, um, our especially loyal listener Fred, who I'm sure to hear from after I report this story, um... Yesterday, the AFC and NFC championships took place. Um, The San Francisco 49ers had the late game down 24-7 at halftime, came back to win the game 34-31. I feel terrible for Detroit, who has never reached a Super Bowl, and I'm sure uh, were (laughs) counting their chickens at halftime because they looked excellent. Uh, through the first half, not so much in the second half. And the first game of the day was Kansas City and Baltimore. Kansas City held on uh, 17-10. Mahomes uh, once again heading to the Super Bowl. Kansas City is the defending champions. 
and um, so we'll we'll see what happens. That is my sports story for the week, Fred, and I will not be reporting on sports unless it has geopolitical uh, ramifications uh, for the rest of the week. Riley. Well, Japan's Moonlander is back in action after a week-long shutdown due to a power supply issue. Um, So as we covered here, it had some difficulties generating power uh, when it landed on January 20th because its solar cells were not facing the sun. Uh, But a change in lighting conditions has allowed those to catch sunlight and restore power. So it's back back on the move. Um, It will be analyzing lunar rock compositions. um, And one of its key tasks is studying a rock nicknamed Toy Poodle using an infrared camera. So it will actually be able to capture that data. Um, It does not seem like it's going to be a long mission, as they've said that uh, it's actually called Slim, which I love as a name for Moonlander. Uh, it is not designed to survive a lunar night, which lasts about 14 days. And so we'll see. It's already been a week that it was offline, so it sounds like it might only have about a week left. Um, but good that it's back. Hopefully, they'll able to get some good intel, and it bodes well for the future of Japan's uh, lunar missions, if there are any. Chris, what is your bonus story? So on Friday, we had the the verdict uh, come down in the Trump E. Jean Carroll uh, civil suit. Obviously, Trump had already been found guilty, and the jury was determining uh, damages. Um, and the expectation, because E. Jean Carroll had, had initially been asking for $5 million, uh, she resubmitted um, asking for 10 after Trump spouted his mouth off. The jury awarded E. Jean Carroll 83 Point three million dollars, which is an incredible amount of money. Um, and Trump, of course, can afford to pay this. Uh, but at the same time, um, heartened by the uh, the jury's verdict, obviously recognizing the um, the significance and the 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 uh, you know the the seriousness of the charges that were against him. I, I don't know how you felt when you saw that, but that's an astounding amount. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, like you said, he can probably afford it, but that amount is probably going to hurt. I have to imagine. And I mean, we know that Trump likes to exaggerate his financial situation. So it's hard to say, you know, how much this will hurt, but it's good news and just another example that he's actually being held to account for his actions, which did not seem possible a couple years ago. So any, any, any instance where that happens is good news in my book. So I'm happy to see this result. Well, that is our DSR daily for today. We will be back for the rest of the week and we've got a lot of shows planned that I think everyone will be really interested to hear. So tune in every day for those, and until next time, stay safe and stay warm.